listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 334. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the... Yeah, even Lola's whining in the background because we feel so bad because we know you don't feel good. John Brownstone. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow brings some answers and some relief. Yes. Lola agrees. Right. This <laughs> week's, uh, for this week's episode, we're responding to... No. Yes. Yeah. No. What are we doing? I don't know. Oh, my God. If you don't know, we're in deep doo-doo. <laughs> it's a BDSM Reddit response episode, y'all. See, true professionals would stop, re-record. We're not. We're not. I mean, we're just not, okay? Uh, there may be some Kate Lawrence. Can't guarantee anything. Sometimes things get JB worked up enough that he does uh, one of his mild-mannered rants, which is a little scarier than my bombastic ones. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. And yes, it's like this nearly every week. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can follow the show on Twitter while it still exists at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC. That stands for podcast, y'all. On Instagram, that handle I will forever fucking hate. Loving DS and the number one, that's at Loving DS1. Or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big thanks, as always, to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We're able to keep doing this very weird thing on the internet uh, because of our kinky patrons, and we are grateful for every fucking one of you. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can do that. Just join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so before we get into this week's episode and we find out, is anybody going to rant? I don't know. Uh, A couple of announcements. Uh, Let me get back to my notes so I don't forget them. One, this Friday, December... 16th what are dates uh will be our monthly live stream hangout virtual munch q a thing we do on youtube starting at 9 30 p.m eastern uh, available for anybody and everybody with an internet connection uh well not everybody like please be 18 or older anyway that was sorry i got my it's like squirrel right in my brain like as i was speaking uh so that's our last uh official one of the year um i have thoughts about what we'll do for next year but i know we'll keep doing these but i have thoughts for other things because of course i do um i just haven't talked to jb about them so i can't tell y'all the thoughts until i've at least told him the thought (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that um we're planning on doing it as of right now because minimum at least jb will be able to take all of his meds again if his thursday procedure does not work uh (laughs) We're hoping to have festive adult beverages, but yes. also that depends on what the doctor says he's allowed to do. So we shall see. Um, and that's all I got for that. Friday night, 9.30 p.m., uh, YouTube, live. That's us. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, next thing. Wonderful thing, especially for our last uh, episode of 2022. Big thanks to this week's sponsor, Beducated. Uh, yes, Beducated's back for another week. We love that. So... Uh, end of the year is when a lot of people start thinking about 
next year and things they want to do different or things they want to try or things they want to experience or goals they might have. We don't do resolutions around here, but some people do. And Beducated could be the thing because it is the place online learning for sex relationships and kinks. Um, is their kink section as comprehensive as I would like it to be? No, but are they constantly adding new things and do they work with legit good educators? Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and they've added something new for the gift giving season and I love it. You can now purchase gift cards, gift certificates, like however, it's all digital, you mm. know for Beducated. So nice. let's say you're like, oh, I purchased this for myself and it's helping me and I love it. But a person in my life who would love to do it, but maybe doesn't have the money for it, or is just not willing to sp spend the money for that because they got other things, you can buy them a gift card, y'all. You can buy them a gift card. So <laughs> I think that's great for relationships where you can't be in the same place at the same time to take classes together. Like maybe you're a long distance relationship and you buy it for yourself and then maybe you get them a gift card and like, hey, sign up for this too. Therefore we can do these things together. Ah, oh, I think that's amazing. So if you sign up for yourself or you're using a gift card that somebody is gonna kindly gift you because they want you to, you know, uh, learn more about sex, kink, and, and relationships. Use the code LOVING, you get 40% off an annual yearly pass. Like, and when you do sign up, that's your price that you get. Like, you don't have to worry, it's gonna go up at some point. You're getting that price. So, bet you Kate's place, code's LOVING, get a gift card this season, y'all. Like, I'm, look, I am the person who likes to both give gift cards, because that's very easy, and I love to receive them, because if somebody's giving me permission to go shopping and spend money guilt-free, because it ain't my money, whoo, I love that, I love that. Yeah, happy camper, I'm like, you? look, I don't need boxes to open, and just give me envelopes, just a stack of gift cards, mm -hmm. or a stack of emails, because, you know, digital, but you know what I mean. So, educate's the place, link in the places, uh, use code LOVING, get a gift card or get yourself the gift of, you know, learning more about sex, kink and relationships now and into 2023, that's all I'm saying. And thanks to Beducated for sponsoring this week. Yay! Podcast listeners can't see whatever the fuck that dance was I just did. We wouldn't call it a dance, it was a flourish. Yeah. Oh, and my chair moved, so it was like a dance. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad the people who remain past the first five minutes are the people who want to remain. <laughs> yeah. I'm an acquired taste, so, and I know that it's <laughs> yeah. fine. Okay, so this week we are doing Reddit response slash reaction. Um, a big thanks to both Sam and Silent Wing who sent me stuff via email slash our contact page on our website, lovingbdsm.net. Um, mm -hmm. I pulled those and then I went looking for some more. I don't know if there will be rants. I don't know. I don't know which of us will rant if there is a rant. Uh, ne never any promises, but <laughs> if you've watched any of our previous uh, BDSM Reddit uh, episodes or listened to them, you know that it's almost inevitable. Something's gonna rile somebody up. Yep. So I will, I have read through them all. I think they're interesting. JB is going in with no, you know. Going, coming in blind. Basically, no yep. knowledge ahead of time. So let's see what happens. Uh, let me read these and then we'll tell you what we think. Okay. The headline on this one is, should I have to use the safe word for not wanting to have sex? 
Mm. Y'all, it gets it gets complicated, but not really. You'll see. Throwaway account because my partner knows my Reddit. So my partner, 25 male, and I, 26 female, engage in consensual non-consent quite often and both really enjoy it. It's not always a full out scene, but a lot of the time he will tell me things like, just take it or you can't stop me while I'm trying to resist somewhat or tell him no. There will be times where he starts to initiate sex and I will tell him I don't want to or I'm not in the mood. Sometimes he starts using this kind of talk telling me I'm going to take it anyways. He feels that because we do engage in consensual non-consent, I need to actually say the safe word if I don't wanna have sex. My problem is I have a hard time saying the safe word as it is and he knows this. Despite him constantly encouraging me that it's okay to say our safe word, I hate feeling like I'm disappointing him and myself. I feel the safe word should only be used when I'm truly being pushed past my limits or cannot tolerate it any longer. Part of me feels like I'm being manipulated into having sex with him when I say no, and he starts using consensual non-consent play. But I've always thought maybe this is on me and I just need to say the safe word more often. It just leaves me feeling so disappointed in myself when I have to say it. I guess I'm looking for some advice on how to navigate the situation and whether or not my feelings of being manipulated are valid. I see it's complicated, but it's also not, but also what, what, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are she should not need to be using a safe word. If she's saying that she is not into it at that moment, Mm -hmm. that is a disrespect of boundaries. I find I I don't disagree at all. I do think that's where it gets tricky with consensual non-consent. Yeah, it is consensual non-consent, but at the same time. You have opened yourself up to me mm-hmm. sexually, mm-hmm. okay, with your parameters, mm-hmm. with your limits, mm-hmm. okay? There are times I go to initiate sex and you say no. Oh, sure. Okay. You're, you know. Right. It's not, it's not a good time yeah. at all. Right, if, right, if, right. You're, if you are not into it at that moment, I mean, it's not going to be good for either of us. Right. And just because, like, for us, we don't play with um, consensual non-consent, not really. True. We play with a sexual availability, which could consider, be considered a form of that, but I don't see it that way. And, you know, so that there's never a question about when I say no thanks or whatever, because it's never a, oh, or where are we in this moment? Yeah. The dude would get, a, and I don't even want to say a pass, but he would get a little bit more of my sympathy the first time, meaning we play, we, they play with consensual non-consent. Mm-hmm. The first time he initiates sex and he's not getting whatever the typical signals are for their consensual non-consent play, he yeah. goes, oh, you know, this is what it is. The first time I'm gonna still give side eye, like it's not a free pass to just do whatever, but I could see the confusion. Once they've had the first conversation and, and she's telling him, Mm-hmm. I don't want that, and I struggle to say my safe word, then there's no more pass. You, it's now been communicated that you have to do what you need to do to check in and make sure this is a situation where do you actually want this or do you not actually want this? Right. Um, if a partner is saying, I struggle to use my safe word, first of all, I would love for them to work through that on their own, maybe not in this relationship, because (laughs) there's no shame in a safe word. There's no shame in using it. There's no shame in stopping things um, because sometimes you can start back up in a different direction if you want. Like a safe word is not a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing when used properly. 
But that's a separate issue from my partner has communicated to me that they struggle with their safe word. Mm -hmm. So in order to make sure I have actual consent for the things that I'm doing, I'm going to do another layer of check-in, right? I'm going to ask pointed questions and then I'm going to listen to those questions. And the other thing is that I would have, if, if this, if I would even stay with this person, I would have then a separate conversation of here's the language that works in our consensual non-consent scenes so that we can kind of differentiate this versus when we're just having sex and it's not a scene and it's not a planned out thing and it's not Mm -hmm. part of that kind of play. It's just sex between two partners. So the the other person on the receiving end is not getting mixed signals of, wait, are we playing? Is this CNC right now? Or what, what are we doing here? Again, the first time there's confusion, I'll be a little sympathetic to, to the, the Dom partner. Sure. But after the first time somebody's going, whoa, con- whoa, whoa. If it's continually You're just violating boundaries left, right, and right. center at that point. Right. I mean, you know, a, a one-off is one thing. It happens one time, you know, say it happened between us. It happens one time. Okay, you know, yes, get a free pass. Because but, now we got to communicate it out and talk through it. Exactly. Right. Because there was a lack of communication and understanding. I will forgive one moment of that because we were not communicating properly. Yeah. Even though I think there can definitely be an argument of, wait, if you're the top or the dom, it is, it is your responsibility to make sure that you know what the fuck is going on. Right. But mistakes get made. But beyond that, after that, now I'll say this. I, and I saw in one of the comments on this post in Reddit, Somebody said something to this effect. I can't remember exactly how they worded it, but basically the thought being, should you even be playing with consensual non-consent if you are not comfortable using your safe word? Right. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know because for some people, not all obviously, but for some people, the appeal of consensual non-consent is it, it hap- like it feels like in the moment choice is taken away from you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have that level of power and control where you could stop it. That being said, I don't think those are going to be, that's not a newbie yeah. thing. That's not a new relationship thing. I think that's an mm-hmm. established, we've been doing this a while. We know each other's signals, body language. And even then we still have safeguards in place. Right. Like I, you know, I don't, I don't think that's what you come out of the gate with when you're and, and it, still and navigating. It, and it could be, I mean, you know, their, their age, um, you know, I would say they probably have a, a good bit to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a possibility that um, you know maybe the sexual aspect of them needs to be taken out of the CNC. Oh, absolutely! Because if the if the lines of communication are getting even. Let's give side eye. They're being crossed. They're not being crossed. Mm. I think that at this point, it sounds like she's at least said it at least once, which to me, even if you're not like, there's already, there's layers here. Communication does not seem to be clear between the two of them. Boundaries do not seem like they're being set from her to him. That does not make any of this her fault, but it's, it, it doesn't help anything. He seems to be disregarding her because quite frankly, unless you know, you know you're in a CNC kind of scene. If a partner says no, you check the fuck in. You're like, okay, right. is, which, what kind of, are we playing? Is this a real no? And if there's any doubt, you stop until you know that you've got full consent. 
you know? I mean, yeah, I get it. Some people are like, oh, that can ruin the mood. Well, it ruins it for about 30 seconds, but you know what ruins the mood for fucking ever? Is when you barrel on through because you didn't check in and double check. Because why would somebody want to play with you in any of those ways again another time if they now have doubts about how you're playing or fucking or whatever Mm -hmm. right now? Um, I think somebody, I think I briefly saw somebody say this in the live stream chat about it's a problem when a submissive does not feel comfortable using their safe word. So then let's go back to that. Is it that they don't feel comfortable using their safe word because of their own stuff and what they came to that relationship with? Or is it that there's something in the relationship and their partner's not making them feel comfortable? Because quite frankly, the thing, I remember being a new submissive and going, oh God, I feel awful saying my safe word because I didn't understand that you can stop the moment and that doesn't stop everything. I didn't understand yet the nuances of you would be more disappointed if I didn't say anything and you kept going on and next thing you know, there's, you know, even more risk to physical well-being, mental well-being, all of that risk to you because you're the one that then has to go, oh my, later, oh my God, did I do too much? Because, you know, I didn't know I needed to stop those kinds of things. So like, why is this person uncomfortable using their safe word? Is it because they're so new that they don't understand the power of it and how good it can be and that, you know, or are they not getting the encouragement from a partner who's like, she said, I think she said, use your safe word, but there's a difference between use it, use it, use it. I, you know, I know what to do if I hear that word Mm -hmm. versus reassurance that we're still good. You're not disappointing me when you use it. I need you to use it because this is how you have and, both and, of us and both that's those kind and of that's something i was just thinking too because it's like with you you know i encourage you to use mm-hmm. your safe word mm-hmm. if needed mm-hmm. because i need to know you know what's going on right you can't make safe decisions for both of us if i'm holding back mm-hmm. extreme discomfort that goes beyond what we're both trying to achieve yeah. so you know and not a fly on the wall with this relationship, obviously, but, you know, if he's disregarding her nose to the point that she feels she has to use safe word, how is he making her feel when she does use it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there, there are so many different variables here that right that that are really unknown what i wish i knew and we have no context for it is how long they've been in a dynamic mm-hmm. if cnc was something that they built up to or, or if if something they just kind came of out of the gate and went, let's play with it because it seems fun because right there are levels to all of this consensual non-consent mm-hmm. has levels um and every person's like too much or not enough is gonna vary blah 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 but it's to me not a beginner level form of play. I think you can play with it at beginner levels, you mm-hmm. know, um, but only when boundaries are tight, communication is tight, everything's clear. Like, you know what to do if things start going wrong or off the rails, you have a system for checking in with one another. Yeah. You care enough about each other to act like, it's, and I really mean that from yeah. the Dom's perspective, he cares enough to I mean, triple seeing, check. like. CNC, kind of like owner-slave, you need to have so much communication. Mm-hmm. You gotta be really be, good at it. Because of the way the dynamics the are, are, you know, done, you need to communicate everything right down to the nth degree. I, I, 
if we look at it as kind of like, I don't want to say it's hierarchical because it's really not, but the analogy, uh, you, we always say that if you're switching from vanilla to DS, DS will not fix anything. It will only right. highlight the problems you've had in, in your vanilla relationship. It will amplify those things. You're gonna have to relearn behaviors and correct behaviors and get good at communication to go from you know, stereotypical standard, air quote that relationship mm-hmm. to a power exchange. I would say that the another, that's analogous to you go from, there's no such thing as basic power exchange, but the, the, the stuff that I think most of us are probably a little bit more familiar with to consensual non-consent, if you are not really good at the basics of kink play power exchange, whether it's top, bottom, dom, sub, I don't care. If you're not really good at those basics, that's only gonna be amplified in something like consensual non-consent because you've got to know how to speak up for yourself, self-advocate and also listen and also check in and also be really clear. And which means not just saying what you need to say, but listening to the other person, asking questions. And if you don't have those skill, that skill set, man, I all of BDSM play becomes worse without it. Yeah. But when you get into the territory of, do I know if I'm allowed to do this to another person? Do I really have consent for this? That's just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, <laughs> it's, it's not something I would ever recommend anybody just goes, I'm kinky, let's go do this first. <laughs> I've done nothing else, let's do this mm-hmm. first. But I uh, this one is a, a layered one because why is she so hesitant yeah. to use her safe word? Where does that feeling come from? Is it from him? Is it from her own internalized beliefs about what it means to be, you know, submissive or to bottom? I don't, that's a whole question in and of itself, <laughs> you know, what uh, is their their communication seems to be falling apart so why is that is this a manipulative thing from him here's what i would say if you feel manipulated maybe it doesn't matter what their intent is you've if you've that's what you're walking away feeling even if textbook write it down on paper it's like no technically that's not manipulation you feel something Mm -hmm. it's only going to either kill the trust or breed resentment. So it's bad either way. It's got to be worked through. Worked through is either fix the relationship or walk the fuck away from it. And if the other person does not care that you're feeling manipulated or resentful or worried or losing trust and not wanting to do these things, then that's that's all you need to know. Because if they don't care that that's how you feel, that their actions are, are leading you that way, then they're not worth playing with and staying with and trying to build something with anyway. Because right. the person who cares, who goes, holy shit, I have fucked up. How do I try to make this right? If you can, if you can win back that level of trust is maybe a person worth working these things through with, mm-hmm. but otherwise they're not. And yeah. we, you got to move on and, you know, yeah. find the one that is worth. I mean, the, the, other, the other thought that comes to mind on this too, you know, um, and again, don't know the particulars because how often does this happen? Right. Um, you know, is it possible that she falls on the A spectrum somewhere? Mm, so she doesn't even want the sex. And and they're not that, you know, Ooh, there's, there's yeah. an incompatibility. I mean, there. that's, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know. There's layers. Yeah. There's layers. Absolutely. Is what I would say. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not impressed with, with the dude for sure. Mm-mm. No. Um, and no. I, I have so many questions, but bare minimum, something has fallen apart in communication. And I feel like even maybe she's done it imperfectly, 
you know, to communicate, hey, this is a problem, he's not taking that seriously. Because why right. would you try that again if yeah. something's been said one time? Yeah. Like, uh-uh, uh-uh. nope, 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 not a fan. Okay, here is uh, a good one. So this is uh, male dom advice. Doms with penises, I think is what, just go with that. How to use my partner for my pleasure when I come quick and enjoy delaying gratification. This one's not a problem. I just, we wanted to pick your brain, I think. We wanted your tips. My partner is turned on by being used for my pleasure. However, I can't really keep that up for very long without finding it very difficult not to come. I've always enjoyed giving pleasure and delaying my own gratification. How do I make this dynamic work? I think they're making a, a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. Because if you want to delay your gratification, then you focus on the other person, whatever that means, like whatever kinks right. you enjoy, right? Like, yeah. Um, I think one of the comments in the thing was tie them to the bed if bondage is your thing. Mm-hmm. Have your way with them where you are controlling that touch, that sensation, and none of you is getting touched until you're ready. Right. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, there there are times. My goal is not to have an orgasm. You, you had you you and I had this has nothing to do with this particular scene, but it was mm-hmm. really more about sex. The f- first couple times that when we had sex, you did not have an orgasm, which is not the first couple times we had sex. The yeah. First couple times of that happening, I I went wait is that is everything okay? <laughs> because I have that ingrained thing of oh. Person with penis better come at the end. That's that's the that's the period at the end of the sentence. That's mm-hmm. how we know we're done, which is not true at all. No. <laughs> but that's you know when that's what your society feeds you, culture feeds you. That's yeah. what you internalize. So you were like, oh, I'm just out here like we're having a good old time, and I'm like, but but I have I haven't even touched your penis yet. Yeah. We haven't done anything with right. it. <laughs> you were like, yeah, that's not the point of this one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know. Th- okay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, kind of focus on the other person mm-hmm. instead. And, and stop thinking of your orgasm as the the point, one, the point where everything stops. Right. Because I, I do understand if, you know, you have an orgasm and you were wiped out and you're like mm-hmm. immediately snoring. If you're that person, okay. You got to like watch for that. But the or the the a penis ejaculating does not mean the whole thing has to end. We don't have to be right. done at this point. So I Correct. think there's a little bit of that too. Like, mm-hmm. like c- c- slow your roll, calm the fuck down. Your penis is not that important. Right. It's it's a lovely thing. I'm so glad you have one and I get to share in it. But that's not the the focal point. Um, and so right. if you come early, okay. And, and again, unless you are passing out from that action. Mm-hmm you can keep going like right or yeah put yours off to the very end and do everything else that does not directly involve your penis right and there is so much and if you don't know what there is to do i feel like that says more than anything like Mm -hmm. there's some there's there's some skills that are lacking and there's some attention to your partner like like have you never paid attention to a partner right Right. Like you can do all the things, yeah, before you get to mm-hmm. sticking a penis in something. Like you could do everything. There's, there's a lot before you, you stick a penis. There, in there's something. a lot you can do as foreplay. And it and, and it doesn't even like I get 
Foreplay as a, a word is just well, quick language we understand, but I also think that that's part of the problem too. If the end all be all point of it all is to stick a penis in something, which is not because hello, many of us don't have penises. Mm -hmm. Then if everything else is just the warm up to that, well then you have questions like this. I don't know what to do if I'm not sticking my penis in something like. <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. Literally anything else. <laughs> and in kink, I feel like you have even more options because right. you can do all your kink scene stuff that doesn't it doesn't even have to involve direct arousal. Which mean what I mean by that is you can be aroused by the kink things you're doing and not stimulate any of your erogenous zones other than your mind. Like we don't have to mess with a clit or a G-spot or a penis or a prostate and do all kinds of kink things before mm -hmm. we even get to that and right. be in a state of arousal. And you and I many times don't, we, especially now, cause of that'll be a topic for a future episode. We're not even having, we're not ending any of it with sex. Like sex isn't even the point for us. Yeah these days we both hope that will change at some point <laughs> um yeah but you know like like literally anything dude you can do literally anything mm -hmm. <laughs> your penis doesn't have to be the star of the show i just banged my hand yeah the... you did but yeah i think that if you're if your concern is oh shit i'm gonna i'm gonna come too soon and in my mind that means this everything's done now first of all we got to shift your thinking, get away from the old thought process. And two, we've got to expand your repertoire of what you know to do when you've got a willing partner in front of you. You know, what What are your kinks? What is What about their pleasure? Like if the point, if the ultimate goal is for everybody involved to get off, get them off first. Take your time doing it or do it fast. I don't care, like whatever, whatever. But yeah. I mean, look, I'm a lover of penises. I do. I they're not all universally attractive. I'm not saying that. I think more people need to get better at washing their shit, clean, keeping it clean. A, a nice smelling penis is a fine thing, okay? But it does not need to be the star of the goddamn show every fucking time. Just saying. Just saying. I, I, I say this is a lover of the shaft. <laughs> and I'm even a person who does not ignore the testicles. I'm I'm there. I'm like, uh, there. Okay. Big fan. Love love its work, but it does no, it does not have to be the star of the fucking show. Okay. Oh, we we have a lot of penile themed questions. Here's our second one. And then we will move on from the penis, I think. I think. <laughs> How do you get over the mental hurdle of having a smaller penis? I'm recently learning about my more dominant side and I'm hoping to try it out someday. But one thing I have a small penis and in my head believe that means I can't be dominant. Oh, you poor thing. All media depicts dominant males uh, having big dicks and I just don't have that. And I'm really worried and insecure about it. How do I get over this mental block? I'm asking this here as it was recommended to me by Redditor. I don't have any experience in sex, but I always felt submissive until something a few days ago happened where I felt a weird dominance rise to the surface. And I thought how fun it could be to be a dom, but that damn mental block along with poor self-esteem and body image, I don't feel I have the tools to be dominant or have a girl call me daddy mouse or whatever. So first of all, Fuck your penis. You've got to work on the poor self-esteem and body right. image before you try to dom any fucking body. I'm right. not saying you got to fix it, okay? We all get to be works in progress. But if you come at 
power exchange. From that, I already think I'm less than for a variety of reasons. I just don't see it working well. So you gotta be willing to at least be working on that while you're learning about power exchange and maybe mm-hmm. meeting somebody and whatever. Yep. Um, I'm gonna equate this question to a, an example we've used a couple times. Okay. Because I, I'm absolutely that girl who thought my type had to be always a foot taller than me. And I always always made me feel small and dainty because I've never been small and dainty in my fucking life. And I was weirded out in at first, not because when we first met, we did not have a height disparity. It's his spine that gives us the height disparity now. <laughs> but I wouldn't wear heels around you. Right. Because I was like, I don't like being taller than you. Because I felt like it would, it. I never thought of you as any less dominant, mm-hmm. but I felt less submissive because I had this whole, yeah. most of my male partners have always been bigger than me. And I'm not gonna lie, that's, it's an attractive thing, okay? But, for me, not for everybody, but I was like going, I this feels weird, how can I, how can I go out as your submissive and, and be taller than you and it's freaking me out? That is my own issue. You yanked me by the hair and next thing you know, I'm on the ground and you're like, you feel submissive now? <laughs> Are you thinking about our height difference now? <laughs> size of anything doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't bring any bearing on that, no. Quite frankly, no. this is a time I would say, I mean, we can all day long curse what society, culture, media, you know, all of that mm-hmm. do to us as individuals, okay? Um, another layer to the toxic masculinity uh, conversation is that your penis size has anything to do with your self-worth. Like, yeah. come on. Um, and a lot of us, I say us as a general us, buy into that regardless of our gender where, you know, if you're like, I, I, I like penises, but I prefer them to be a certain size, air quote that, you've bought into it maybe as much as the person who's freaking out because their penis is not a specific right. size. Quite frankly, my experience is the bigger the penis, the more that hurts. It's harder yeah. to, for me personally in this vagina to handle penetration. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Let's go back to the previous one. Your the penis doesn't have to be the star of the fucking show in order for everybody right. to have a good time. But also, this is what our our air quote this beauty standards, you know, body standards, masculinity standards, all that. That's what these fucking standards do to us. Mm-hmm. Where we got somebody who's like, "Oh my god, I think I found my dom side." But now I'm completely terrified because this one part of me is smaller than I think it's air quotes supposed to be. Yeah. And that and now I'm yeah. less dominant because of this appendage that is not the fucking star of the show, y'all. Unless you want it to be and that's fine, but yeah. it doesn't have to be. How many times can I say a penis doesn't have to be the star of the show, I wonder. So what would you say? Um now that I've ranted and rambled. I kind of had a good chuckle <laughs> hearing <laughs> hearing that. Um I mean, yeah. What does one have to do with the other? Not a damn thing. Not because it's your penis is not dominating anybody, honey. Right. It's not like you're walking around with it out, going, "Okay, this guy down here, totally the one in fucking right. charge." Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Ugh. You know, um, it. I. 
But that goes it, back to the thing, uh, thinking uh, of all all power exchange, all BDSM is sex too. Right. Because you think your penis is going to like matter. I mean, one of the things that come to my mind, it, it's, it's a little different, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember one time at the club in Pinellas County? I was, I know where you're going. I was thinking of this. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Um, there was this young lady there. Teeny tiny. Teeny tiny. Thing. Shorter than me. You're not exactly that short. Well, I, I know. I know, well, but yeah. She was like but, five foot. Yeah. Maybe. And she was dominating a fella easily six foot. I would say bigger than that. Yeah, he okay. was huge. Huge. Two, big, big man. 300 pounds. Yeah. Big old guy. And he was on spanking bench and she was wailing on him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it it doesn't matter. One doesn't have to do with the other. Dominance doesn't you have know. anything to do with your penis size, your body size, your body shape. No. Your height, your weight, your age has nothing to do with it. Right. It's a vibe. It's an attitude. It's an outlook on life. It's a way you either walk through the world or just navigate relationships or navigate sex right. or all of that. But pin this on the example of you know, yet another thing, toxic masculinity is fucking I'm, I'm, up. And I'm, I'm sorry to put it this way, but take the little head out of the picture and put the big head into action. <laughs> Could we think with our penis a little less? Right. <laughs> with the uh, actual right. brain a little more? I know. I mean, on on a certain level, I f- feel bad for somebody who has is so ingrained in that message because... That message comes from a lot of different places. This is not yeah. in a vac- created in a vacuum. This guy is getting this message all over the fucking place mm-hmm. and has internalized it so bad that it's like literally whatever you got between your legs is dictating to you how you feel about other facets of your life, how you think people will interact with you. And right. some of that will come from experience. There are absolutely people out there who will reject a person or treat them badly and ridicule them because of a thing that they literally have no control over, mm-hmm. right? No control over whatsoever. Um, there are also many people on the other, the, the opposite end of the size aspect who think that the only thing they need to have is a big dick. Um, I mean, come on y'all, big dick energy is kind of like a fun concept, but let, let's think about that for a second. Like, again, penis doesn't really need to be the star of the show. Um, and I've known people who did amazing, such amazing things with hands, mouth, toys, and every fucking thing else. Guess what I was not worried about? They're goddamn penis, okay? So there's, it's a layered thing. Like I wanna shake a person who's like, I can't feel dominant because I have a little penis, but I also wanna like scream at society and the messages people have been sent so that mm-hmm. because it they are believing it because it's been said to them in some way it's been it's been communicated to them in many enough ways that they've internalized it and they clearly don't have enough experience with decent human beings and maybe their own you know sex lives to be able to go but wait i can do a lot of other fucking shit i you know mm-hmm. because this isn't the end all be all i mean if we could just Stop, again, I say this as a lover of good penises. Let's stop centering it. Oh, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can do really good things sometimes, but like everybody calm the fuck down. Not the most important thing about us, ever. 
am I like spitting on myself? I got so Oh my goodness. Up. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, I don't know what to tell this guy other than get around other people. Like, yeah. this is a person I would say would be a person I would recommend. Okay, you need to go to the BDSM community in person. You need to Absolutely. be around other kinky people. Not to watch them have sex or to watch them even seen, but just to see the depth and breadth of what humanity is mm-hmm. in a kink community because you will find people who go well they seem a little short to be a dominant they seem a little old they seem a little young you're gonna like see all these things that like blow all of your preconceived right. notions and stereotypes and cliches out of the fucking water like who gets to be kinky anybody right, right. every body type every body size every genitalia mishmash you got like all of it and because that's not what makes you dominant, that's not what makes you kinky. That's not right. none of none of that has anything you're, to do with it. You're, you're absolutely right. He 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 needs to get into the community. Um, a number of communities have uh, dominant only mm-hmm. meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, like dominant munches, just like they have um, meetings for subs, where subs can go and talk about mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think something like that would do that person a world of good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think so it's called if it goes back to the things we've talked about where you know when people say well i never see plus size kinksters you know in my social media feeds or where i'm looking at kink stuff it's like if you're being fed this one notion of what mm-hmm. dominance is bottoming is miss blah, 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 you gotta go looking for other examples because right. they're out there we're all living our lives out here in some way whether mm-hmm. You meet us at a munch or you see us online or whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's time to expand your own horizons. So. Okay. Let's go to. I think we're done talking about penises now. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next one. How to flirt like a sub. Okay. Hmm. So I almost didn't take this one. And then I read the comments and I went, yeah, because it got me thinking. So here we go. How to flirt, quote, like a sub. Okay. I'm a switch non-binary butch masculine person who's been looking to explore their sub side a bit more. The only problem I've is I've no idea how to flirt or advertise as a sub. I've been trying for about a year now without much luck. I've made friends with a few doms and switches, but never managed to start that spark of flirting and just ended up good friends who I really appreciate, by the way, not complaining about having cool people in my life. Meanwhile, I've had to turn down offers of subbing from two to three people, some of who were switches themselves who said they wouldn't be into doming me instead. I'm in a steady relationship with a sub already and I don't feel the need for more. So I'm not quite sure how to get across the, hey, I know I'm loud and put my foot down on things, but I can still want a sub how to flirt like a sub can i can i give the spoiler because i read the comments go ahead uh i I first of all i don't think there's a way to flirt like a sub i think there's a way to flirt like the cliche of a sub i'm gonna be really demure i'm gonna eyes down i'm gonna whatever Mm -hmm. whatever first of all if that's not how you flirt then don't do that second of all being demure does not mean you're submissive so let's get rid of that cliche and also this is the kink community as, as somebody in a comment, I'm stealing this from a comment I read, okay? Okay? 
They said, you don't need to flirt like a sub. Just go, hey, I know I'm loud and put my foot down on things, but I could still want a sub. And that's how the fuck you advertise that you're a goddamn <laughs> sub. I say this, I'm going to say this is somebody who is for shit at flirting. I don't know when people are flirting with me. I don't always know when I'm flirting. If I think I'm flirting, I freak out and stop. If I think I'm just having a good time, apparently I'm flirting. If you are flirting with me and want me to know it, you better hold up a fucking sign, okay? So I'm a sub who cannot flirt, just can't. And I'm also a sub who is loud and puts her foot down and still can sub sometimes. Um, <laughs> what works for me is to tell the people that I, whether I know I have an interest in or not, like we're not to that level, hey, I'm submissive or I have a sub side because this person's a switch, right? Like I'm I'm interested in um, you know submission and, and exploring that advertise that and then for me i flirt with the people i don't purposefully most of the time but then i'll find myself feeling flirty with the people that know what i am already and have indicated interest i'm not flirting to figure out if you're interested i'm too awkward for that okay you're gonna have to go i am interested and i'm gonna have to take go away come go am i also is that you, I don't know. Am I comfortable? Okay. Get to the point that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm interested too. And then I can start flirting. Because you don't remember from 10 years ago how this worked? <laughs> JB's over here going, oh, that is new information. No, the fuck I thought no. is exactly how it went for us. Actually, Ex I was thinking about something <laughs> else, but. Okay. They need the hanky code. You know, I would not mind a code where we could just wave some sort of, yes, piece of cloth-like material to go, I'm flirting with you now. Actually, if somebody were to be really blatant and honest with me and go, I am flirting with you now, if you don't know, that would fluster me so bad, I would have to walk away and go think about it. Like, I wouldn't be able to continue the conversation. Because, yeah, I usually, if I... My accidental flirting, I don't know until retrospect. I usually go, that was a really fun conversation. And I felt kind of like, I felt, I was feeling myself a little bit. That was delightful. And then uh, it's usually pointed out later, you know, you were flirting like crazy. I was, I'm so fucking awkward. Um, but I don't like, what does flirt like a sub mean is what the question I would ask this person. Like, what do you mean by that? Isn't it just easier to go, hey, we're getting no other, oh, you're Dom, I'm a switch. But you know, my whole thing is I'm kind of like, I'm ready to like explore my submissive side. And you leave it there. You don't like do a wink, wink, nudge, nudge at this person until you have some indication that they might be down for that. But also <laughs> the purpose of, ha not the purpose, one of the benefits of having a kink community is you've got all these dumb friends. Okay, well go tell them. Hey, look, I, not you necessarily, but you know, I'm I'm interested in meeting somebody. I'm interested in maybe like exploring my submissive side. If you got any friends or if there's anybody that you'd like, that's what part of what a kinky community can do for you is put yeah. you in touch with other people and expand kind of the network of who you have access to. And you lead with, I'm exploring my submissive side right now. And then you decide, are they even worth flirt? What does flirt like a sub mean? That's the thing. Isn't that when you kind of bend over or stick out your butt and wiggle it? That is how I flirt with my daddy Dom that I have a pre-negotiated <laughs> agreement with. <laughs> because that's another thing. If flirt like a sub means do things that you think make you seem submissive, yeah. then aren't we on the line between 
maybe flirtatious, but also maybe like trying to be submissive to somebody who has not agreed that you can do that with them. Like, I, fe I feel like, and I, look, I know everybody's gonna have their own method and maybe somebody out there can define what it means to quote, flirt like a sub, okay? Um, but I feel like because BDSM and kink is, it's about the fun and the play and the, you know, whatever, all that, sure, sure. But it's about clear boundaries and clear communication that because flirting with a person you barely know is sometimes, dare I say even often, the opposite of clear communication because how many of us walk away from a situation going, were they flirting with me? Was I flirting with them? What was happening there, right? So like, if we're gonna flirt in a kink sense, to me, and I know somebody's gonna disagree with this, but I feel like I wanna know that that's a thing I can do with you because we've already had a conversation that establishes that in some way, that's a thing I can do with you. Mm -hmm. right either because we're just good enough friends and that vibe is there and so we're having a good time because the existing pre-existing relationship is there or because we've already kind of started talking that maybe hey i'm sub you're dom I, this is kind of interesting let's just let's just hang and then that opens up the opportunity to flirt because then mm -hmm. you you know <sighs> what say you I've sucked I, up a lot of oxygen already I, in this I, episode, as you, usual. <laughs> you you got it. Okay. You got it. I would say that I'm trying to like make it easy for you because I know you don't feel good, but I do this every week. So can we really use that excuse? We cannot. <laughs> we cannot. <sighs> okay. Last one. This one I think is some is um some power exchange basics kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but I think that it's just way too common. So I thought it's a good one to talk about, okay. even though I don't think it'll be anything new to like OGs or anything. Uh, it's a long post, so just brace yourself. Is my Dom neglecting me or am I being clingy? Hi everyone, I'm a female age 25 and have been with my Dom male 28 for over a year now. We initially met online and soon met up in person only to realize we have very similar sexual kinks and fantasies and also got along incredibly well on a friendly basis. We soon established an exclusive sexual relationship and began to spend time with each other frequently, multiple times in a week, as well as daily phone calls and text messages. We initially agreed that we both don't want a serious relationship and avoid calling what we are now a quote, committed relationship. I would be lying if I said we don't act like a couple. For reference, I guess it's important to note that we only ever had our first debate a year after knowing each other and typically get along and have the same opinions about many things. Also, him being my dom created a his way or the highway dynamic, which I enjoyed. Over okay. the past month, I can't help but feel neglected by him. Even though I know he's a busy man, there are moments recently where I question his level of care and admiration towards me. He never fails to compliment me or make me feel special in his life, virtually or physically, but over the past two months, he is less invested in me. For example, he recently only messages me uh, once every two days and ignores my messages for hours, as opposed to our daily ongoing chats we've been holding for a year. Or he tells me he will call me back, but never does so. Or he tells me he wants to see me the next day, but never responds to my message to schedule a time the day of. He tells me it's because of his busy schedule and is a straightforward person enough to tell me he no longer wants to see me if that's the case. 
When I do see him, we have our regular hangouts, which include our kink sessions as well. He has stopped giving me aftercare and says he is not a touchy, cuddly person. During our last session, our play got rough and he told me soon after it was done that he had to leave and go home. I don't mind this, but the lack of attention that followed is what's driving me crazy. He did not properly reach out to me for four days, only to make a plan to see me today and never followed up again. I'm realizing through this newly found space how attached I actually am to him and his lack of attention is now becoming a lack of validation. When I confronted him about this once or twice, he told me that this is the headache he was trying to avoid when it comes to quote relationships and that he doesn't like clingy behavior. He also said, quote, this is too much and we hung up the phone. I'm confused because I'm finding myself becoming attached to him and seeking his approval and his actions right now are making me invalidate myself. I'm sure these are not his intentions, but if I confront him about this, he will say I'm being clingy again. I always try to give him his space, not distract him while he's working, sit down away from him if he's, you know, if he commands, etc. And he has said multiple times that he enjoys my company because I don't invade his personal space. I'm confused whether my actions are dramatic slash clingy or if it's a natural way to feel. It's now the longest since we have properly talked. There's tension between us and I feel awful that I am pushing him away. I don't think I would be feeling this way if it wasn't for the fact that we had an extremely rough play the last time I saw him and then never really talked comfortably again. Today, I felt so anxious about being away from him that I found myself going to a cafe in his area just to feel at ease being a bit closer to him while he is completely unaware of this. I really don't know how to approach this or if I even should. I don't want to irritate him with my demands. Somebody hold me the fuck back. Right. Um, but I'm wondering if I'm what I'm feeling is even valid or what I should even do going forward. I apologize for the lengthy post. Thank you to anybody who's willing to shake. Oh my fucking God. Right. I mean, she needs to unattach because he's obviously. Uh, so I have a theory. He was having a good time mm -hmm. and then realized maybe he, maybe he was feeling something or maybe what they were doing started like checking the boxes of what a relationship is and yeah. without saying a goddamn word mm -hmm. decided to pull back so it wasn't really yeah. a relationship because that's not what he wanted but never thought to actually say anything never thought right. to clarify never thought to you know use his big boy voice and his big boy words and fucking communicate like an adult and then on top of it all to push back, that's just my theory anyway, from mm -hmm. this, ooh, this feels like a relationship and I don't want that. That would be too much responsibility, I who call myself a fucking dom. <laughs> He's gonna then t go into red flag, maybe abusive behavior because she's now questioning her sense Herself, of reality. Yeah. That's gaslighting. Right. She's looking at a situation and going, is, is what I think happening actually happening? Because his actions and words are, yes, he's invalidating you, honey, because you right. don't even think your reality is your reality anymore. No aftercare after an intense scene, after right. any scene, no communication, saying well, no follow through on I'll call you, we'll talk, we'll do this. A full pullback of this is what we've done for a fucking year, but now I'm just not gonna and I'm not gonna say anything. He just comes Throw around and gets the what, whole man out. He just comes around, gets what he wants when he wants it, and then goes on his merry way because i said a year ago i don't want a serious relationship well fuck you i said a year ago that i don't like this brand of potato chips shit fucking changes move the fuck on have a goddamn conversation are you fucking kidding me i'm right. gonna call myself a dom but i'm never gonna say the hard thing i'm never gonna ask
ask questions. I'm never going to tell you what the fuck's going on. I'm just going to call you clingy because I can't handle actually addressing real emotions that I helped create and foment and stir up. I'm not going to take any responsibility in that. So I'm sure shit not going to take responsibility for the fact that I'm being a douche canoe now. <laughs> oh, I thought this is a basic one that we just, sorry, I didn't. The more <laughs> I've read it two or three times, the more I was reading it, the more I just throw the whole man out. Just look, y'all, hashtag not all men, but some of these fucking men, okay? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. This reads like every other vanilla relationship thing I've ever listened to, read, heard myself. That has nothing to do with kink. Well, we were getting close and it was kind of fun and I thought we had something and then he just pulls away with no explanation. All we've done is add the sheen, pretend layer of a power exchange. Mm -hmm. It's the same goddamn behavior with a title difference. That's all. We need the fan in here, folks. It's getting hot. I, I, my... My blood pressure is artificially low through medication, but man, the face still gets red. Because, and then you add the layer of, they did some intense scenes and there's no aftercare? Right. Holy shit. Right. Like, you know, one would hope that as grown adults, we can kind of handle ourselves, but the, the, the physicality, the mentality and the emotions that go through a, an intense kink scene, I don't care what your definition of intense is. I don't care what your definition of kink is. That can fuck with people. And mm -hmm. at this point, it's fucking with her sense of reality. Right. Should I be mad that the guy I've been with and I've been submitting to for a year is fucking ignoring me? If you have to ask the question, you've been gaslit to hell and back. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to feel this because I agreed a year ago to a one-off statement about how this was casual. What? Mm. Fucking hell, man. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Take some cleansing <laughs> Somebody said in the live chat, purple Kayla is the best right? <laughs> what, do you, what do you have to say? After I've sucked up all that oxygen, I'll sip my coffee for a second. Stop spitting on the mic. I've gotten so heated. I, second time, I've spit. She she doesn't need to, to walk away. She needs to run away. Oh, Jesus Christ, okay? yeah. Tell him to fuck um, himself and the horse he rode in on. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, he's he's using her. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. He's, Absolutely. Yeah, he's he's using her for what he wants, when he wants, and, you know. Tayshia has a good point, and I see this a lot in the vanilla stuff that I come across. Tayshia says, I think he wants to end the relationship but wants to make her say that's, it. That's a good possibility, too. I, w I wish there was a mechanism with which we could strip self-proclaimed titles from fucking people because motherfucker you want to be a dom you want to be in charge of something and you can't mm -hmm. say this isn't working for me yeah fuck you oh well it works for him when he wants it to oh i know the i don't he likes me because i don't get in his personal space like there's so here's the thing mm. outside of that entire thing right like if that was all i knew about this relationship i'd go mm -hmm. okay I too have like, I, that's a bubble. Like you, I, sometimes yeah. I don't want anybody to touch me or be too close to me. And that's a thing. It's a sensory thing. Like I get it on its own. You might go, oh, okay. But when I put that, the, I don't get too close to him. I don't bother him too much with everything else. 
like, look, you can have a casual relationship and it mm-hmm. be power exchange so that when you're together and when you're interacting in whatever pre-negotiated ways work for you, that's when it's power exchange and outside of that, it's not. That's absolutely fucking possible. You can also be a person who doesn't want anybody in your personal space and it's it's hard for you when they are. That is also fucking possible. However, if you're if something's going on with you and you maybe it's the relationship is feeling too intense, maybe you you're starting to catch feelings and it's freaking you out. Maybe you're figuring out that you didn't want this much this soon. Whatever the fuck it is, if you can't say something and sure as shit, you, if you can't say something and want to call mm-hmm. yourself a dom, then everything else at that point is suspect. So now I see that and I'm like, oh, he don't want anybody clingy. He don't want anybody to need him. He yeah. wants all the good fun stuff of being a dom where he gets to have what he wants and he gets to tell somebody yeah. what to do and he gets to, uh, but none of the goddamn responsibility. And he liked the responsibility maybe until it started feeling like it was a responsibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll even, I'll, I'll even give like, I'll, I'll give a tenth of an ounce of my empathy and go, maybe he caught feelings and it freaked him out and he's not prepared for what to do about it. Well, that's a you goddamn problem. Go work on your fucking right. self and let this poor woman move on with her fucking life. And also, yep. regardless of feelings, and emotional attachments to people. If you want to call yourself a dom, disagree with me if you want. I'm going to make have an expectation you'll be a dom first, which means you will have a responsibility to that other person as your submissive, which means if it's not working for you, you have a fucking conversation about it. Mm. What the fuck? Like, don't, no, don't call yourself a goddamn dom if you can't just say the goddamn words. This isn't working for me. This is too much. This is too intense. It was good while it lasted, but it's it's not good for me right now. And if you, no, you don't get to have the power over somebody's mind, body, sexuality, pleasure, actions, whatever, and not have the like backbone to go, I don't like this, whatever this is. My cheeks are very hot. I have, like, I want to say something pithy and witty and, like, make a great analogy and, like, I, I don't, it's chaotic up in this brain. I just, it pisses me the fuck off. Yeah. Well, yes. And I know this happens all the time where the toxic bullshit we see in non-kink relationships absolutely gets applied over to kink relationships because there's differences, but they're not that big. This one, I think, really bugs the fuck out of me because take out the Dom sub stuff. And it reads like every relationship advice Reddit post from non-kinky people. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but then of course I get angrier because I think of the amount of care and responsibility that needs to go into a power exchange that does not, I mean, anything can damage a person, anything can cause harm unintentionally, mm-hmm. but the care with which we exchange power with one another and the way we invest our emotions and our bodies and our minds into it is deeper and beyond like your air quote standard non-king vanilla relationship. And for somebody to just, I, I, it, I literally cannot think of the words to say for how angry it makes me because it's such a breach of that responsibility mm-hmm. of what, good power exchange can be 
And that doesn't mean it has to be a committed relationship where you're gonna get fucking married. It doesn't have to be that at all. But to take the responsibility you have to the other person seriously so that you do not do the kind of harm that is very possible in kink. All kink has inherent risk, including psychological damage. Yes. And I know people can be psychologically damaged from their vanilla relationships. I get it. But like, it just... I'm just gonna say, I don't like that guy. And I'm not calling him a dom, I'm calling him a douche canoe. There you go. Now that I have, for the fifth question, sucked up all the oxygen in not just the room, but maybe the house and within like the fence. I hadn't turned the fan on. I did. It's hot in here. Uh, <laughs> is there anything you would like to add? Um, I, there is nothing, <laughs> nothing that oh, I could God. possibly add to that. Oh my god, my throat hurts now. <laughs> I'd like to tell you that we could end on a better note, but that was the last one I had. <laughs> and we ended it with a bang. Thank you. So I'll just say before we go into our bonus section and officially end this episode, if you do not want to ever be the reason that I'm screaming what a douche canoe into a microphone, one, don't be this guy. Two, maybe figure your shit out uh, with... And if you need help learning about how to do that, you should use our today's sponsor, Beducated. I'm saying, use the code LOVING, right. save some fucking money, and don't be this guy, okay? Don't be this guy. This uh, <sighs> this this rant was possibly labeled as legendary in the history of the I don't, podcast. I don't know. This guy's not unique. I know it happens know. all the time. I've yeah. read these posts. I've been emailed these kinds of situations, but... I know. Something, something about it. Throw the whole man in the goddamn trash is all I'm saying. <laughs> <sighs> Pretty much. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. If you're like, I don't ever want to be that guy. What can I do? Um, I, we've got a list of resources on our website. And also, we've got a, a discount to Beducated as I'm saying. <laughs> Go fucking educate yourself. And, okay, we're done. We're done. We can go into a bonus section now. Okay. I'm so sorry to anybody who's like, oh, I had to take that uh, earbud out of my ear for this one. Um, okay. Then you get your cold cloth and, you know, or something. Probably. Yeah. You know, I went to the chiropractor bef- this morning before we recorded and she loosened me up. I'm sure she would be a little annoyed right now because I'm, I'm sure i'm not i'm not loose anymore i'm quite tense <laughs> yeah. we, can, we can be done okay so are we good <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'll let others decide okay <laughs> keep, keep it, it kinky, kinky y'all and we'll officially see you in a couple of weeks Yes. <laughs> if I promise not to scream like a raving lunatic, can I talk to the crickets? <laughs> as long as he promised to only talk I mean, in a normal indoor voice. Look, look. I see who was in the live chat today during the stream. 
and I know at least one or two of them who like to get me going. So oh, I yeah. can't really make that promise. You have to ask them to promise not to incite a Kayla rant. Nobody's going to do that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. And yeah, I, uh, Silent Wing, I will pass along that PSA to folks who can't see the live chat for any reason. Uh, Silent Wing, who does thankfully uh, scroll through Reddit uh, uh, frequently enough to, to email me the one, the good ones. She's like, oh, I would like to know how bad mm-hmm. you're going to rant on this one. Um, said that, um, Silent Wing said, based on recent Reddit posts, can we get a PSA here about never trusting a air quote Dom who asks for your credit card info? Yep. Y'all. Don't give out your social. Don't give out your credit right. card information. Don't give out your bank account information. Mm-hmm. No. 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 <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> wow. Wow. So. <laughs> whew. That, I'm gonna. I feel cleansed after that one. Was that? It's an good for the soul? rage, though, because part of it is yeah. this is a person who will probably never come across this podcast. You know, they've already by this point probably solved it for themselves. Whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I can't help directly that one person, and that's the part that makes me a little crazed. I know that maybe, hopefully, mm, you know, cro- wish whatever i lost my word sorry that somebody else will go oh i'm in a situation like that or oh i've experienced that before okay that was hopefully useful helpful or at least amusing if it can't be helpful um but that it's the it's the there's nothing you can do about those individuals there's no like kink jail to put them in there's no time out to give them there's no way to like put a label on them that goes Mm -hmm this one's an asshole beware right like and also then my empathy kicks in of well we shouldn't do that because people can change but also i don't give a fuck sometimes that yeah people can change but you don't have to change on my watch go over there change on your own (laughs) damn side and let me help the person who's like literally questioning reality right now like never mind the the barn door the barn being gone we're not in kansas anymore (laughs) my face is so hot (laughs) so there's no amount of makeup that can hide the flush on these cheeks so let's talk bonus section because clearly i can get riled up again and and it's fun but also you know yeah so as of day of recording we were talking about this last week so because mm-hmm. i couldn't remember at first like had we mentioned this but we did because we went into a hole we didn't even know if you were going to feel up for streaming today right and recording so uh as of recording we record on wednesday december 14th yes you are almost 24 hours out from getting an injection yes in your back to hopefully help with the worsening symptoms mm-hmm. of all the stuff going on with your back. It's the that's the stop gap to see, can we do a less invasive thing or do we have to start discussing surgery? Right. Um, I'm, I wish you, we weren't at this point where you needed this, but I'm glad of the timing because while I know you, you've continued to work even while you can't even take your pain meds because you have to be off that for five days before an injection if you didn't know now you do (laughs) um but technically 
it's our break and we're supposed to be taking it easy-ish. Right. Um, and so hopefully if it's going to help you, you will be slowing down a little bit anyway. Right. So it can help you. Mm-hmm. But quite frankly, hit your follow-up appointment, I think, is right after the episode we do when we come back. Okay. So that will actually be the episode where, or not the episode, the week where we find out, okay, is a weighted wait out and it's doing something or, oh, this isn't working, what's next? Right. Yeah. So let's let's find out what 2023 brings, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So how are, when I say this, I'm not trying to ask in the naggy way. I'm trying to like uh, help with conversations. So folks who maybe can't see you can get a sense. How are you doing? Peachy. You lie like a dog. (laughs) Um, it's it's um it's a roller coaster ride um because there are you know monday was a bad pain day um yesterday was not a bad pain day but i was walking like a drunken sailor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A couple times you were tripping and I was like, yeah. And then, of course, I'm like, oh, my God, are you OK? And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, because, you know, mm-hmm. your legs just give out like that all the time. That's totally normal. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things that um, has been brought about on this is that what is happening with my back does not always manifest in pain. Right. Um, but it um, does manifest in other ways. Um kind of lost muscle control in my legs Mm -hmm. and uh since backing off the medication that has become even more evident yeah (laughs) and it's a requirement five days before the procedure and uh, one day after the procedure which i'm taking is 24 hours okay the needle goes in your back between 2 45 and 3 p.m so guess what friday on thursday so friday afternoon at 3 p.m unless the doctor (laughs) says otherwise you can have all of the anti-inflammatory things yeah um you know i've been making sure i wear my back brace that helps Mm -hmm. um oddly enough um wearing my work boots that i wear out in the shop helps there's a lot of support there There, there's a lot of support they they come up over my ankles you know they 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 tie you know they they snug they give me a lot of support they help um not going to wear my work boots everywhere, though. I mean, we'll get you another pair and call them your dress work boots. Yeah, right. I don't care. Um, I've I've gotten to the point, you know, the 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 pain days are the pain days. Um, today it's kind of moderate. Um, but um, I've I've gotten to the point that on what I call the drunken sailor days, I I kind of have to chuckle about it you know sure. i mean it's it, it is it it's is. a laugh or cry situation yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah you know and uh and and i i i i have to laugh about it and joke about it otherwise you know the alternative is yeah you know um i am um you know hoping this helps mm-hmm. um 
you know, I've spent a lot of time now thinking back even to the spring, you know, now knowing what is happening back this spring, um, there were certain things that were happening um, and I didn't understand what they were. I thought they were just because I was sleeping on a... So you were getting symptoms then yeah. that make more sense now. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, um, you know, look, looking back, I, you know, the spring when, when I was, you know, going down to take care of my mom and I was sleeping on the love seat. Remember a few times I complained how my my knees were kind of crunchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm considering the the where you were sleeping and the conditions of all of that, that made sense, but it's a chicken or egg. Yeah. Was that a symptom of a thing happening or was that a thing that exacerbated and who knows? Right. Who knows? Right. So, you know, I, I, I think back on some of those things now. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. Maybe mm, had a bubble. And uh You know, um, I, it, it's for me, it's kind of a wait and see, you know, is sure. this going to help? Um, you know, and, and I think about, you know, she she explained the L4 and L5 are both bulging. One is bulging out. The other is bulging in. <laughs> and one is bulging out on both sides. Yeah. It's not just a. Yeah. 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 I think the the indication for me has been that every doctor who has looked at your MRI results and every medical professional, I'm a doctor, every medical professional that you've interacted with since the MRI that's looked at the results has just looked at you like, oh my God, how are you upright? (laughs) How are you even having this conversation? How quickly can we get you to a surgeon? Like what, like, how are you functioning? And it's, it's such a, a strange shift for i think i know for me but i think for for you as well because up until late september it was like yeah my back was not perfect but like i was walking through life i was literally walking through life and it was mostly fine Mm -hmm. and now every everybody's staring at me like like oh 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 my spine is just crumpling you know (laughs) uh, from the inside out like it's just should i I even have a spine at this point like i know you know, it's, it's like, am I a, a modern medical marvel? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a weird, and I, you know, it's funny because I was talking, because we share a chiropractor, and so mm-hmm. um, she and I will, with your knowledge, we talk yeah. about what's going on with him. And uh, she said, because you had been so adamant, no, I don't want surgery if I can help it. And when I said no. to her, I was like, well, you know, I'm hopeful that this will work, but I'm, you know, neither of us are like, optimistic at this point i said you know i have a feeling if it doesn't work you know yeah well it'll be surgery will be next and she went well i hope it does work and i the way she said it it was sort of the implication of i know he does not want to have surgery (laughs) (laughs) she was like but yeah she's because she has seen the mri result she's like yeah but yeah i could see where that would be the option right (laughs) like oh god so no it's so you know, it's uh, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone through everything else up to this point. We'll get through this right. too. My, I mean, my hope would be, and I, oh my God, speaking of back surgeries, so we are going from least invasive forward to see to find what you need for to that will help you, right? Right. We we have been in band parent mode <laughs> for days now. And it started yeah. on Saturday when we went to the local Christmas parade because both kids were marching in it with their respective marching bands. 
and um, we've learned our lesson both just while your back has been doing what it's been mm-hmm. doing now and also from last year's parade, brought the comfy chairs, got there early, right. set ourselves, like it was a whole thing. So we're sitting there and we're waiting for the parade to start and there are people behind us. I never actually turned my head and saw what they look like, like anything. I, I didn't either. I knew it was a couple um, and a couple of teenagers and that's all I knew. And the woman I gathered from the conversation, all the context clues, she's an attorney or works for an attorney's office, like a personal injury attorney's office. I kind of thought she was an attorney. I was like, okay, girl mm-hmm. boss, okay. But she's talking, not to us, okay? Yeah. To her, her crew, and I still don't remember what, how they got on this topic. But next thing we hear is she goes, oh, Back surgery is a, is a waste of time. It only works for maybe 25% of the people who get the yeah. get a, a, a surgery. And if your back gets opened up, it you're done for. You'll never be the same. And it's not going to help with back pain. And we're like, and I'm over here because we're not talking because we're all close enough that if I had mm-hmm. said something to JB, she would have heard. But I'm in my head going, shut up, shut up, shut up right now. This is not what we need to hear. And it and it, that might be accurate for, but, and then I, I did the, in my head, I went, but we're not doing this about back pain. We're doing this about leg and feet numbness and, right. and, and muscle problems. And this is, he's, that might make him a perfect candidate. And I'm like, then going through this justification mode in my head, because this woman is just having a conversation with her people. It's mm-hmm. not even about us. She doesn't know, she doesn't know anything about us, but I'm just like, shut up. It, it <laughs> shut didn't. up. It, I, I I chuckled at the conversation. It's all I could do. I'm, well, I'm, yeah, you know, it, there I, were, I heard it. It was. I know. Part of me was like, oh, I hope he, his <laughs> hearing aids aren't turned up and he doesn't hear this. And then I think after they left, you were like, oh, so apparently I need to be terrified of back surgery now. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But we have been in. So I am extremely grateful that my children do not play a sport ball of any sort. I'm not an outdoor cat, neither are they. I know that whatever sport a child might play, y'all, somebody, if you're a, a parent, a parental figure, guardian, caregiver, whatever, I know there are early ass mornings and late ass nights and like 10 million dozen, 100 million games to go to. Yeah. And I've always been grateful that our children are banned children. But this week is like our sport ball tournament because yeah. Saturday was a parade that we would never have gone to if our children were not in both, it. Both boys were in the parade with right. their respective bands. We would bands. never go to it otherwise. Um, then Monday night was a concert that I did not know about that the 17 year old was in that because it was a bad pain day. Yeah. Me and the 13 year old went and then we both got to sit through sensory overload because they had sound equipment issues in the (laughs) venue. And so most of the time, all I heard was the drum. It was a drum kit that the person was playing blasting at my face or I heard trumpets. Uh, I almost never heard the choir singing and I almost never heard most of the other instruments playing. And it was just a cacophony of, and I was completely overstimulated. And I mean that in the literal like definition of the completely overstimulated. But my, I was grinding my teeth. I was so on edge. A 13 year old was about to climb the walls. He was like, when can we go? And I was like, oh, the social anxiety is strong. I have to sit here now because I've committed. It was bad. Uh, then Tuesday last night was the 13 year old's concert. And they, this school year have moved it. They used to do it at another location off school campus that was an auditorium. So auditorium seating, comfy chairs. Now they do it in the middle school cafeteria, which uh, 
for many of us, it's been decades since we've been in a middle school cafeteria. It still sucks, y'all. Yeah. It sucks worse when you're sitting there for an hour listening to a variety of children from age 12 to about 14 play instruments at a variety of abilities and levels, okay? <laughs> um, but we were smart this time yeah. and we brought your cha a chair for you to sit in because you were never gonna sit oh, on I these hard I, I would have never survived never sitting in those it. chairs and I couldn't have st stood for that amount of time. And either. then tonight we have another concert that's the 17 year olds high school concert because the Monday concert wasn't a high school concert. It was a community volunteer do lolly thing that he did. Um, wow, hello there. And so we have another concert, but this one will be at an auditorium and we assume the seats will be comfor comfortable, but we now are continuing to travel with the like, it's like an outdoor chair, the camp, camping chair thing um, for JB, so that no matter where we go, we have a chair we know we can sit in and we will unashamedly pull it the fuck out and be like, yeah. he's sitting right here in this chair that will not murder his back, thanks. Um, but yeah, it's concert, 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 con <coughs> like tomorrow night, finally no concerts, no performances, mm -hmm. no lugging instruments, no helping tie ties or button tuxedo shirts or any of that. So it's been great. I mean, I love it. Cause I'm like, you get to be proud, you yeah. know, band mom. Monday night, even with all of the chaos and the cacophony of the, the sound not being quite right, the whole hour and a half concert that started 30 minutes late because they were having sound tech issues. There's one song in one part of the concert where the 17 year olds section of which there were two of them, him and another person, um, and all of the adults in that band were to have told him and each other that he's the strongest player for blah, blah, blah. They were very impressed with him, right? It's the only time in the whole concert his instrument came through loud and clear in the music. And I almost did a, that's my baby, but I was too busy. Um, leaning forward, bracing my whole body as it tensed up and trying to unclench my jaw from all the other sounds. And you know, other people would say, why didn't you just get up and leave? Well, so here's what happened. <laughs> because it was the 13 year old and myself and we have our own issues with crowds and people and stimulation and sensory stuff and whatever, we like to sit on the inside of a row next to a wall. But what happens is like you can't easily get out without having to talk to and or touch a total stranger who's sitting on the outside of the row. So one, they ne almost never had like clear moments where, okay, they've stopped playing slash singing. You can politely get up and leave. You had to leave in the middle of something if you wanted to walk out. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. But also to leave our row and get out, we would have had to do the, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, down the row past the people. And I was just like, I, I can't, I can't do this. So <laughs> there came a point where the way I, the way the 13 year old got through it, I never let him do this in performances. Otherwise I was like, as long as your phone does not make a single sound during this concert, play whatever game you need to play on, focus on something else. What I did was I leaned, cause there were people in front of us. I leaned a certain way so I could see the 17 year old and the the actual orchestral instrument part of the situation playing. And I watched him and I watched that group because there were other people I knew. And that is all I looked at for about 45 minutes. Cause I was like, <laughs> okay. But then when we, when we left, I, we, we got out real fast. Did I almost knock down old people and babies? Yes, yes I did. <laughs> we got the fuck out of there. We got out of the parking lot and I looked at the 13 year old and I went, we're, we're gonna go get, 
we're gonna go eat our feelings. Let's let's go to the gas station. We went to Wawa. I was like, oh, you want the gigantic bag of Cool Ranch Doritos? That will make you feel better, child of mine. <laughs> fine, it's fine. You would like the fully caffeinated drink at nine o'clock at night? I don't care. We are owed something for this. And then 17 year old comes bopping in later. He's like, so what'd you think? And I was like, okay, be a proud mom first. You were amazing. Your band director who had a solo, he was amazing. This person, they were amazing. He's like, well, what'd you think about the whole show? I was like, do you really wanna know? And he's like, of course I do. So then I explained that the cacophony situation. And then he came home, they had another performance last night and he comes home. I didn't have to go to that one. I was like, so was it better this time? He's like, oh yeah, the sound was perfect. I was like, I'm so glad others got to enjoy that. I'm still feeling a little scarred by my experience. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And after hearing all that, I was glad I stayed home with my heating pad and binge watch House of Dragons. I'm not going to lie. You were like, I'll just stay home with my heating pad. And I was I was like texting you when we were sitting there waiting because we got there early. Because of course we did because I was driving because like all of that. And you're like, I'm just sitting here with the dog and I'm just sitting here with my heat man. I was like, me, me, me. And and part of me is trying to be like, he needs to, he's in pain. (laughs) This is understandable. Like we'd done all the prep with the kids of Mr. John might not go to your concert on a night that you have a concert because we have to, it depends on how he feels, Mm -hmm. right? And I, we'd done all that prep with them. So there were no surprises, no, no hurt feelings. Nobody's disappointed, overly disappointed. But I'm sitting there going, well, that must be nice. You just sit there with your heat. This is not my best self at that point. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, and Silent Wing asked, are we still good for Friday night hangout? Yeah. we're yes. As far as we know, yes. The play yeah. it by ear will mostly be, are we uh, are we allowed to have our fancy uh, holiday themed adult beverage? It right. depends on doctor's orders. If you're cleared yeah. to uh, indulge and would like to. I intend to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely intend to. So... But yeah, so proud band mom, yay! Mm-hmm. And everything else is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lola's good. Mm-hmm. Onyx and Ella are good. Yep. Uh, we still have not put up our Christmas tree. It no. is December fourteenth. Fourteenth. That's today's date. Yeah. Fourteenth. Tomorrow's the fifteenth. Yeah. yeah. Um, part of it, I think, every day this weekend we told ourselves oh this will be the time and then either because i know i'm gonna have to probably do the bulk of what can be done and that's fine Mm -hmm. i don't mind but all like all of our decorations are up in the attic and i i don't do attics and you you are not doing it like that's not happening so we were i don't mind the tree being undecorated i think a tree with just twinkly lights on is beautiful i don't it's fine i'm a little sad that our stockings and our tree skirt are up in the attic (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i was even like i'll go buy a cheap tree skirt just so the tree base of the tree is not naked it'll be fine um but every day I thought, well, maybe we can't. I go, oh, no, that's right. No, it's a concert night. Oh, oh no, it's a it's a thing. We got a thing. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of hoping based on, I know you won't be able to physically do anything, but both kids will be home tomorrow evening. Mm-hmm. If you direct us from the couch in whatever position is comfortable for you after your procedure, maybe Thursday we could get the tree up. Right. <laughs> yeah. A good yeah. 10 days before Christmas. <laughs> Hey, we could just wait till Christmas Eve. Like some some people don't put their trees up till Christmas Eve. I know. Because you want to know how long I'll have to let it sit there for it to be worth the effort we went to? 
it'll be like mid January and be like, okay, I guess we can take it down now. The, and it's all been done in stages. So first of all, the box that our tree came, came in, cause it's a artificial, right? It was too big to go up into the attic. So it's been living in the garage. So all year long tree and garage, then well after uh, Thanksgiving, which is typically Thanksgiving or the day after, you know, a lot of people put their tree up well after that. You and the 17-year-old carted the tree in from the garage to the house. Yeah. That's where it sat for two weeks now? Yeah. Maybe a little less, <laughs> maybe 10 days, but easily. And now it's like, okay, how long is it going to sit there before we finagle it actually up and floof it? You're the tree fluffer. I'm the tree fluffer. I know. I know. I'm very particular <laughs> about that. I'm also very particular about the ornaments. So the way I combated that was when the kids were still young enough that they could be coerced into just, here, you do the decorations. I had to do something completely different and not look at the tree. And so you would always, JB would always put the hooks on for the kids and have them put the ornaments up. And then we, you know, mm -hmm. you or myself, we'd do high up. Um, and then they would walk away and be like, we're done. And then I could come back and start like moving things around because I am the person who will take eight hours to put the ornaments up on the tree. Not that the ornaments match, not that it's about decor or a color scheme, even though I would love that personally one day. The tree is decorated with kids ornaments they brought home from school or ornaments that were gifted to us or whatever I found on clearance over the years, right? Um, it's about everything being equidistant. And so the last time I was made to decorate a tree was when I still worked an office job. And that was like, my position's job was to do that. And my bestie, uh, who was a lot like me in that way, we were the two doing it. And it was, we started at eight o'clock that morning. We were still going at five o'clock that afternoon because every ornament would go up and then you have to stand back. And before you could put on like another ornament, you'd have to go, well, it could be here, but it could be here, but we have this ornament that's coming and we need to keep. I'm not allowed to decorate the tree. I'm not. So I'm okay with a naked tree with just twinkly lights on it. It's fine. <laughs> so. It's fine. <sighs> <laughs> I could keep going, but we have Friday night too. Yeah. So I got to save something for that. Absolutely. Yeah. You got anything else? I think we're done. I think we're good. Uh, my throat hurts from earlier rant. My I'm not my face surprised by that in the least. It's still warm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope that was entertaining for somebody. <laughs> uh, ideally, it would be helpful, but I have a feeling it was more entertaining than helpful. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Uh, we are going to go uh, Friday night, 9.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. Eastern. Uh, we're going to go live on YouTube. Uh, there may be adult beverages, which means there will def if there are, there will be shenanigans because whatever, yeah. but also an inebriated me answering BDSM questions. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it will be an adventure. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll be done. Thank y'all for being mm -hmm. here with Thanks us till the bitter us. end. Thanks for y'all's words and thoughts and wishes and all that for yes. JB. We Thank we you. appreciate it. Um, and yeah, we're gonna go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.
that button? Or? Mm, yep. 